0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Back in, uh, throughout the 80s, when I was uh, transitioning between a teenager and an adult, I was I was really stuck I was really making poor choices um, a lot of the choices that I w- that I was making for myself was out of the mindset of ignorance meaning that I didn't know what I didn't know it was out of the mindset that life is hard it was out of the mindset of making uh, decisions and choices Based on the programming from uh, not only uh, my parents and grandparents, but the environment that I was that I was growing up in, uh, which I'm going to get to more to in a little bit here, um, and I found myself in a in a really uh, very interesting situation. I I didn't like school. I quit school at an early age. I was about 17. Left home, and uh, did a, a a number of of different. Jobs here and there. None of them required any uh, uh, skill set that would give you a brain hernia or anything, uh, because I didn't have any. Uh, so it was it was more labor intensive uh, type of work, and I found myself working on a dock, um, driving a forklift, and driving a truck on the weekends. Um, it was uh, it, it was a time in my life where. I didn't have much, and I was making decisions that were actually making it worse, but didn't realize that I was doing that. So one day I woke up and and, and came to the reality that I uh, was living uh, next door to a drug dealer, uh, couldn't pay my bills on time, um, w- did not really have a good job, and it was getting worse, not because of them, but because of my attitude uh, at that job, and... I knew something needed to change I was at the at the height of frustration in my life I, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was very frustrated. I was very angry um, i didn't know how to get out of my own way and then a series of incidents happened that began to cause me to change the way that I was thinking now one of the one of the backstories to this backstory is that uh, my whole life, I had been walking around with this idea in my mind: Is life really supposed to be this hard? Are people supposed to struggle? And it came from uh, a, a kind of a polarizing experience where I was I was experiencing in my own family a lot of struggle, a lot of pain, a lot of grief. I was witnessing that on television. Uh, because I was a young child in the uh, in the mid to late 60s and through the 70s So that was a tumultuous time in our country. There was a lot of things going on uh, some things for the first time and I was being raised uh, in a religious school. I, I grew up Catholic So I was getting this other message that we come from a loving God that God cares about us um, and I was not experiencing that in my life, nor did I witness anybody who was experiencing that in their life. So I was searching for a lot of answers as a child, and nobody knew how to, nobody knew how to uh, give me those answers. I would ask uh, people who should have known, and they would say to me, David, there's just some things that you're not meant to know. God works in mysterious ways. Um, you don't ask those questions. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, there, I didn't believe that. I, f- I felt that there had to be an answer, an answer to these questions. So the, the main question was, you know, why, are people, why do people struggle so much? Uh, well, One of two things must be true. One was that either uh, everything that we were being taught by God or the universe or spirit was not true, uh, that it was a made-up idea, or that people really... We're missing something. We were ignorant to some truth universally, um, and until we became aware of whatever that truth was, we would continue to struggle uh, as a species, as, as human beings. So fast forward to the uh, late 80s, 1989, early 90s, Again, I had a series of experiences that would cause me to delve back into this question. The first one was a near-death experience. Uh, That near-death experience caused me to really become aware of the idea that even though it may seem like we're here for a long time, we're not. Um, It goes by pretty quick, and the older I get, the more that is apparent in my life that it goes by uh, pretty quick. The, uh, the other ideas that were not invincible, um, we literally could be here one day and gone, gone the next with no sign of that even coming, no warning. The day that I had my near-death experience was like any other day, I woke up, I was happy, I was actually gonna go do something fun for a change, and it turned into a, a, a struggle for my life. So um, shortly after that happened, I realized that uh, I needed to begin to change my attitude because I had been trying everything that I could as far as com- approaching getting unstuck from a logical perspective. I would sit down with a pen and a calculator and a paper and try to figure out how could I get myself from 20000 a year to 40000 a year. I was approaching it, which, which is important for everybody to understand, I was approaching it with the knowledge that I had of the way the world worked and the way that I worked within that world, Um, not understanding that that knowledge is what got me into the problem to begin with. So to try to use that knowledge to get out of the problem uh, created an even bigger problem. It didn't help me get any closer to getting out. It just created a bigger problem. But what it also did was it increased my frustration to the point of me having a an emotional meltdown in the back of a trailer one night, literally sobbing and asking God or spirit or infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it, for some kind of help. And the, and the help that I got uh, came in the form of an answer that said, change your attitude. Now, I did not know this at the time, but I accepted this help. I agreed to do this, to change my attitude, because this this voice in my mind uh, suggested that I do that. Well, didn't suggest, told me to do that. And when I did that, years later I was to find out that in that moment I became an unconscious competent. Uh, That's what my mentor told me had happened because everything started working uh, like it had never worked in my life before. In other words, in a month I went from 20,000 a year to 62,000 a year, I switched a uh, jobs, I had a much better job. Uh, I was showing up as a completely different person uh, in my life. I was, I was, I went from acting uh, like I loved what I did to actually pretty much loving what I was doing. I was applying myself in a different way. I cared about my work, but these were co- these were conscious choices that I made, and I was treating people with a respect that I hadn't uh, I hadn't done before. So. As these, these three things, th- those three changes, I, as I consciously made those, all of a sudden, everything began to change. And I thought to myself, you know, there's something else going on here. I don't, um, I don't particularly understand or believe in, in, in any kind of luck. I must be working with something that I'm not aware of. Now, I had no idea what I was about to the journey that I was about to embark on, uh, by having those thoughts run through my mind, because what 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 happened was I became intensely curious as to what else was operating within my field of awareness at this point in time in my life. So I began to study. I tried to get my hands on every book that I could. Uh, I was listening to cassette tapes back then. Turned my car into a mobile library, um, and I was searching. I was searching for answers. And it was one of those things where you know that you're going to know the answer when you hear it. And I wasn't hearing it yet, but I was, I was, I was searching. And this was, this, it was a process, uh, a seven-year pr- process of searching. So I was studying, 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 going to all kinds of seminars. And in, the, in, the, in that process, what I didn't understand about my unconscious competency <laughs> was that I was working within a set of what we call universal laws or principles. And working with those laws, like Raymond Hollywell titled a great book, one of my favorite books called Working with the Law, um, allows you to step into the abundance of life. Literally step into it. So it starts to come to you um, in great abundance. It starts to come to you... Uh, without as much effort as you were applying before. It's actually easier. Um, As you begin to understand how you're working with those laws, fear, doubt, and worry begin to subside because you understand that there's no chance involved in how much money you make. There's no other person that can rule or dominate over your life and say, you can make this much money or you can be promoted to this station in life. Um, there's nobody that that has that position. You learn that uh, uh, money, all things, come from one source and they come through people. So when, when your attitude changes, when your awareness changes, you start working with the source, which is where the laws are because the entire universe operates by a very strict set of laws. Um, and it brought me to... A situation where I wanted to significantly increase my income. So I had, you know, fast-forward seven years, I decided that um, I was going to start my own business. I was going to start teaching the principles um, of consciousness awareness. but, But as it applied to business and money, and and people's lives so that they could make significant changes that they were looking to make. When I decided to start my business, I took a little bit of a dip in income. I went down to about $50,000 a year. Uh, and the idea was being placed in my mind from my mentor to take my annual income and make it a monthly income. So we were working with the idea of making quantum leaps. How do we go from where we are to where we want to be without all the struggle in between. And he would say to me, you know, David, it's easier to make 50,000 a month versus 50,000 a year. He would he would also say things to really make me think. He would say like, why would you work all year to make 50 grand? Like why would you take an entire year to do that? And I think that, when, you know, when we tell people all the time it, making more money is not as hard, it's not that we're not working hard or working diligently. But we're not making it difficult, we're actually making it easier. When you take a year to make as much money as you can make in a month, you're making it harder, right? So that's what, we're, that's what we mean by, it, you, you, will, you will make more with less effort. Um, you're still going to work though, so I don't want anybody to think that that's not, that's not the case. You're, you're still going to work but the fruits of your labor are going to be drastically different than they ever were before. So by stepping into this into the idea of removing the struggle from the equation of what I was doing allowed me within a 3 month period of time to go from 50,000 a year to 50,000 a month. And the real key there was that I let go of the idea of making it hard or struggling. So the first, first month that I made the decision to do this, it was, it was very difficult. My approach was difficult. My approach was hard. You know, once you make a decision to do something in business, then basically it becomes a math problem. And um, what I find fascinating, even to this day, was that my math was so off on that first month that I tried this. Uh, looking at those numbers, it never would have worked. But, of course part of me was, was living in ignorance as to what was possible. I was just coming off the idea of, well, anything is possible, but the math has to work based on where you are in your life. Uh, so a person can get to where they want to go really quick, but the numbers have to be adjusted to where a person is in order to make it easy. That part I didn't know the first month. So at the end of the first month, I was no closer to 50,000 than I was the month prior to that. Uh the second month, I tried again, and I realized somewhere during that month and through another phone call with my mentor that I was not approaching this from making it easy. I was actually making it difficult, I was um, uh, uh, working I was working hard and making it hard and What I needed to learn was to work diligently and from a point of awareness and really drop the idea of uh, of struggling in what I was doing. So he said, he said to me again, he said, how many times do I have to tell you it's easier to make $50,000 a month? And like that, something clicked in my mind and I thought to myself, oh I'm approaching this from a hard perspective. I'm, I'm approaching this to where the whole month is nothing but struggle. So my mind shifted and I thought to myself, how do I work diligently but remove the struggle and actually make this easier? Then it was like the answer had been in front of me the whole time. Um, I made that change and in making that, in making that change, that month I went over 50,000 a month and I never went back from that day. Uh, it was, an, it was um, uh, n- not as much of a skill set Because because my skill sets were very rudimentary in those days. So it was more of an awareness than it was anything else. And I often tell people, once you become aware of how to remove the struggle from making money in your life, uh, or basically anything else, then the the action, the cause and effect of the action and the result that you want become relatively easy and without struggle in your life. But when a person understands this from a truth perspective, it's kind of like, they don't switch gears; they switch engines in their life. You know, uh, you really take it to a different, a completely different level. You have a totally different experience. It's not just that you're going faster, uh, but the the entire experience changes. And the and the reason for this is that basically, from the from the moment of conception uh, until seven years old, between seven and thirteen, let's say. Um, A person is developing patterns in their life uh, and and ways that they think about things, which we call paradigms, which is nothing more than uh, a cluster of habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and acting uh, that are programmed into our subconscious mind. So when something's programmed into our subconscious mind, it's very important to realize that your subconscious mind's job is to carry out that programming no matter what. Now, I, this is part of what I teach that every year I just find it more fascinating than the year before because you come to a different level of awareness. You see things that you've never seen before. When you're programmed, when your subconscious mind is programmed, And its job is to carry out that program regardless of what your external experience is in life. You have to realize that without some kind of awareness and understanding, it becomes pretty difficult to change that programming. So the programming is a cause set in motion. So what it does is it engages your patterns in life. The way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you act, the way that you perceive life, the way that you perceive opportunities, the way that you perceive money, relationships, work, um, all the dealings and things that are going on in the world every day. We see them through the filter of our patterns and those patterns tell us what meaning to give to all of these different things. We then have a set of patterns, program patterns, that uh, allows us to make decisions based on those meanings and carry out specific actions based on those meanings so that we get the same result in which we're safe. Now, I think one of the things that confuses people is that they're frustrated. Uh, sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they're hurt or, or or just you know in serious struggle. And they think to themselves, you can't tell me that these patterns are controlling me. I don't like where I am. The patterns have whether you like it or not, let's put it this way, has no bearing on on the fact that those patterns are, are working. The patterns aren't designed to keep you happy. The patterns are designed to keep you alive and to keep you relatively safe in life. So if your life is not being threatened in the moment, then the pattern continues on in that very specific direction. Now when we want to change it, when we desire something different, we're bringing in a new set of values for our life. We want to live better, we want to do better, we want to be better, we want to contribute more, we want to make more money, help more people, whatever it might be. That, goes, that is in direct conflict, that value system is in direct conflict with the patterns that we have uh, running under the, under the surface that are designed to keep us in the same place our entire life. We call that a value conflict. So there are two polar, opposite ideas conflicting with each other, and what that does is it causes chaos in the mind. It causes confusion. Where there is chaos and confusion, there is no clarity. Where we don't hit, when we don't have clarity, we can't see the truth. So we end up believing in a lie, and when we believe in a lie, we get the results of whatever the chaos, the confusion, and the lie. Uh, dictate to be the truth. That is another thing that's fascinating, what's fascinating about the subconscious mind, is that it, cal- it can't tell the difference between what is true or what is a lie, because it's, that's not part of its job. That's part of the higher faculties of the conscious mind to be able to reason through uh, what is not true and, and what is a lie or a pattern from our past, and then make a conscious choice to, um, to do something different. So, let me give you an example. I've had uh, a couple of clients that made very radical changes in a very short period of time. Once the idea of the value conflict in their mind, uh, number one, they became aware of it, number two, it was eradicated so that they could think clearly and go make a quantum leap to the the end result. Um, One of my clients was Marla Mattinson, who's now a good friend and colleague, And when I met her, she was a school teacher making about $38,000 a year. Uh, She had a strong desire to do something different, um, start her own business, and make a lot of money. Um, She came to me. She came to my events. We talked. She told me about this desire she had. And I told her, I said, you know, if you do exactly what I say, I can show you how to create that in your life. And really what we did was we began, step by step, removing these value conflicts that she had so that the only thing that was left was the truth. And when the only thing that was left was the truth, she easily made a quantum leap from where she was to where it is that she wanted to be. So within a year's time or so, she went from $38,000 a year to about $167,000 a month. Now, that is a very significant difference uh, in income. If you look in the, in the regular world, we really don't see that kind of a shift in someone, unless they win a lottery or, or something like that. But this is, a, this is a woman who, by her own uh, conscious awareness and ability to say yes... Um, to the ideas that were being placed in front of her, studied so that she could get a better understanding of what the truth of the universe really is and how to work with these laws that we're talking about, was able to basically um, vanquish the, the, the idea of a value conflict and move into what we call a quantum leap. Another client that I had that did this was John Robbins and John likes to tell this story he, he owns um, how to manage a small law firm um, how he likes to tell this story how he literally gave uh, me our my company his last dime he was totally broke when he came to work with us and Arjon also had a value conflict uh, very much a need to be right which most people have to some degree because they have to protect that subconscious programming so they have to constantly verify and validate everything that they're thinking in order to maintain the status quo of being safe, secure, and moving through their life. Once Arjan began to see the truth, everything in his life changed. And uh, you know he, he built this magnificent company that in a very short period of time, or at last I talked to him, uh, was on track to make 40 million. It was really in the decisions that everything began to change for these individuals, and basically most of the people that I work that I work with, because they made a decision to do something different, the success in their life started to become very easy. They stepped out of struggle and they stepped into ease. I did a um, I did a, the, the art of success. Uh, uh, seminar, and we had a panel of people that I've worked with, about 10 people, who've all taken their business up over seven figures, um, and John was on that panel, and we were asking questions, and, you know, one of the questions, I think, was what, what was it that you did in order to allow yourself to step into the ease and the grace of uh, increasing your income so fast, making such a huge quantum leap and affecting so many people. And one of the things he said was, I stayed inside the bubble. He said, you know, he said, you created uh, an atmosphere, you created um, a safe place, you created a place of learning, a place of uh, ethical value, a place of deep understanding that allowed us to really experience what it's like to go through a transformation and have somebody walk alongside of us during that process so that we didn't actually slip back. It allowed us to step into the result of a quantum leap so that we could experience it firsthand and it could become part of our belief system, part of our uh, experiential process in life, part of our reality. So that literally the money was in our hand, the money was in our pocket, the money was in our bank account, you know, our business, whatever. It's so important that a person is surrounded in the right environment that eliminates the conflict. There's so much confusion going on that most people on a day-to-day basis are in an environment where it just reinforces the confusion, but it does not set up uh, an idea of clarity. So when we become emotionally involved in something that's not going right, the environment doesn't support where it is that we want to go. And, and one of the things that we do as a company is that we create that environment for where a person wants to go so that they can see that truth all the way through their journey, which allows them to get there much quicker, faster, and easier without struggle. So the first thing I want to do is I want to ask you to think about something that was a huge wake-up call for me. You know, uh, uh, earlier we mentioned uh, patterns and subconscious programming. What's interesting about that is to come from the perspective where you begin to understand the insidiousness of your subconscious mind. In other words, um, all the things that it has the ability to do to try to stop you uh, from moving forward or actually making a significant change in your life. So uh, one day I was I was working uh, with this idea, and I heard someone say, "Who is setting the goals in your life?" And I th- I said, "What did you just say?" And they said, "Who is setting the goals in your in your life?" And I thought, you know, this is really. Um, one of the most bizarre things that you can become aware of uh, that you're doing if you don't realize that you're doing it. The universe doesn't hold anything back. Nature is a perfect example of of life getting everything that it needs exactly when it ge- needs it, and it doesn't struggle to get it. People are no different than any other form of nature, yet we seem to struggle to hit goals uh, like crazy. One of the most significant reasons that we do this is that we're not picking a goal that we really want. We're picking a goal that we think we can accomplish or we're picking a goal that was basically set up from either directly or from a value perspective from our parents, from the environment that we grew up in. So when I say to you, whose goal are you really setting? You have to ask yourself, the thing that you say that you want, where is that really coming from when you get specific about it? Is that something that you think you can accomplish? Is it something that you've done before? Uh, Have you failed so many times that you've lowered the goal because you don't believe that you can achieve the dream anymore? What is it that you're setting as a goal, and where is that actually coming from? Because when you set a goal from a place of what you really, really want, you are attached to that goal vibrationally through frequency. And that goal is ready to come right into your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. What it does mean, though, is that you're on the same wavelength or the same harmony and frequency as that goal is, and when you make a decision to step into the opportunity that is going to bring you that goal, instantly everything that is required to achieve achieve that goal moves right into your life, and all you have to do is say yes to those things. So it's not really difficult. What we're we're doing here, what makes makes it easy to flip this switch, is really to understand the idea that you might be going after something that you don't really want, you've just convinced yourself that you want it for whatever reason. Like I said, either it's something that you think you should do, or something that you think you can accomplish, versus your big dream, something that you want, Uh, it doesn't make you as vulnerable. But the idea behind it is that we let go of what we don't want and we step into and be honest with ourselves about what it is that we really want, perhaps maybe for the first time in our life. Now, when you do this, you're literally flipping the switch from struggle to success. That's what you're doing. You're going from struggle to success because when you have a desire, a real deep, burning, white-hot desire, for something in your life. Not only is that thing already here and you're in harmony with it, but it's already in your life to some degree. In other words, it's waiting for you to say yes, to which, which flips that switch or unlocks that door and allows it to actually come into your life. That's what happened to me when I went from 20 to 62,000 that's what happened to me when I went from 50000 a year to 50000 a month. That's what happened to um, Marla Mattinson when she went from 38000 a year to 167000 a month. That's what ha- it happened with Arjun from going broke to a $6 million business and then upwards to a $40 million business. That's what happened with every one of my clients that has gone over um, multiple six and seven figures in their business in a relatively short period of time. They went after the thing they really wanted and they let go of everything else. When I had, when I had the accident back in 1989 and I was hanging from the tree, um, I experienced a phenomenon that I didn't realize was a phenomenon until after I was out of danger and, and, and well on my way to healing and, and even years later, it, I really had to kind of unpack what happened. but. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very interesting experience. So that, that accident has so many parallels to success, um, it's uncanny. First of all, I was taken out of my normal environment and put in an environment that was completely foreign to me, in which I had no uh, history of operating with inside of a pattern. So how I responded or reacted to the accident was purely based on the idea of survival. It was coming from the survival instinct. I found myself hanging from a branch, from a tree that was hanging from an island, and as I'm hanging from this branch, I I remembered one thing, what the drill sergeants told me when I was in the army about how to survive if you're ever Injured really bad, and I was injured really bad. And they said you need to think your way through it, not panic. And I was on the verge of panic. I mean, I really was trying to keep. I was trying to talk myself down and not to go into shock because of my my injuries, and fear, and anxiety, and and all of that. And instantaneously, when I asked for some kind of help, because I think I asked God for help, or I said, please don't let me die or something like that. A picture of my son's, my, my brand-new baby boy's face flashed across the screen of my mind. And he was born in June. This was September of 1989. His, his, I could see it as clearly as if I was holding a picture in front of me. When I saw that picture, the question in my mind Changed the things that I was thinking about changed. I had something that I really wanted to live for. And it was no longer just struggling. It was no longer thinking about how to get to shore. I was thinking about what I was going to do after I got out of the water. I was thinking about what I was going to do with my life. And I made this promise that if I could ever figure out what I was doing wrong, I, and figure out how to do it right, I would spend the rest of my life teaching other people how to do the same thing. But what's fascinating about it was that everything in my instinct, everything in my body was telling me swim to shore, swim to shore, swim to shore. And I couldn't get stuck, I couldn't get unstuck out of this current. But the branch that was hanging off of this island gave me an opportunity to pull myself out of the current and make a different decision. And I think that every opportunity that comes in our life is a branch that is attempting to pull us out of the current that is taking us to um, whatever the patterns are that have been created that keep us struggling and keep us in problems. It was me saying I'm going to grab the branch instead of trying to get to shore that allowed me to go through that mental process of change while I'm hanging from a tree in the middle of a river with a broken back and and severely injured, a transformation occurred right there. I didn't know it was gonna happen. I didn't know how it was gonna happen. I didn't even expect it to happen. But I always tell people, what are the opportunities you're not reaching out for? What are the branches that are being offered to you that you're not grabbing, that will totally change the experience of your life. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.